0: Welcome to Money Energy Flow Podcast with me, Stanley Rourke, editor in chief of Rich Women Real Estate Magazine. My guest today is Huma Lara. And Huma is a behavioural and cognitive therapist. She's also a trauma management coach, a motivational speaker, an undoing self coach, a decoding life coach, a business strategist self-development coach, and a relationship therapist. Her academic background is in psychology, sociology, philosophy, and also religious studies. And her first career was as a model, an actress, and a singer, and a modeling and fashion show instructor. Her second career was as an actress in in film and theater, And her third career is coaching and consulting and a relationship therapist. And her fourth career is writing. Huma's whole life is dedicated to finding the meaning of life and helping people to overcome their issues and having a better understanding about self and about life. Because she says having an understanding can be the difference between life and death, specifically in a situation that calls for emotional stability. So as a spiritual healer and life coach dedicated to uplifting the souls and understanding in a perfect world, there's no virus, no hate, no prejudice, no discouragement, only a real understanding of each other. And with that, Huma, I would ask you to introduce yourself. And the mic is yours.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm Huma Lara. I'm from Los Angeles, California. I grew up in East Coast, uh, Boston, Massachusetts, and moved to California about 15 years ago. And I went on my spiritual journey after arriving a few years later to California, uh, where I actually undid all the programming that I had and everything that I had learned and started a new journey on a spiritual path to learn and get close to God and uh, to really explore the answers to life. And that journey didn't come at an easy price. I had to let go of um, all the material things for uh, many years. And uh, that allowed me to get really closer to my answers in life. And here I am today. After 15 years of really staying away from the outside world, I finally came out into the platform in the form of Clubhouse and um, was able to really express myself and make connections with people. So I'm really grateful to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Thank you, Huma. So money is energy. Right? Do you remember a time in your life when you were unhappy with your finances?
1: This is not as easy of a question as when I was financially expecting money. It, it's really about, it goes back to our childhood. Where when we were kids, we were given money, which is a piece of paper. We were given money by our parents or our relatives as a gift. And all we wanted was the things that we wanted. And we were really free about those things. We either wanted ice cream or some new toy or something that we like. So the reason why I mentioned that is because as kids, we didn't have any conditioning about what the money is and why it's there and why we need it. We just wanted the things that we wanted. As we grow up, we learn that the money has different... If you don't have money, you can't survive. We learn many concepts when we grow up, when we see shortage of money, when we're trying to survive, when we're trying to get new things. So then we learn the value of money. So as a child, I was always looking at money in a really strange way. This is something that gets me what I want. And whenever I have it, I'll use it and I'll get what I want. So I never saw it as something is missing in terms of if I have money, I'm not struggling. And if I don't have money, I'm struggling. I really saw it as a tool. So I grew up with this concept. And for some reason, I always had it. Even when we were broke, I wasn't really greedy about it, but somehow I will make it. So I had different periods because I grew up on my own. I was independent since I was 13 years old. And I came to live with my brother in the USA. And, um, you know, after I started working at a very young age, 14 years old, whenever I made money, it was just too much money in my hand. And then I went and spent it. And I even gave it to my friends because I thought I was making a lot of money. But So money came and left me many times. But I was focused, thank God, I was focused on the skills that I wanted to develop. And those skills were much more important than just having money in my hand. Because through money I could get whatever I want. But the skills, they required my attention, my time, and my work. So the struggle continues on from your childhood, from my childhood, to the adulthood, during the college days, where I had plenty of money, but there were other desires that were taking more priority. I hope this answers your question.
0: Yes, thank you, Huma. So after that 15 years that you spent, and your experience with money, and where you're at now in terms of the relationship with money, And I heard you say money is only a piece of paper. Was there a point in time when you decided to, in a moment, decide, I'm going to view money differently? Was there that moment that you can remember when you changed your relationship with money?
1: To this day, I didn't change my relationship to my money. (laughs) Because a lot of people might laugh at this because the usual concept is that you should want money, you should desire money, and you can't do anything without money. But what I see is the value behind it. So if, if you show me something that this is what it is, I'm going to see it for what it is. And I'm also going to explore the concept behind it. And I'm also going to explore why it was made. And what is it for? Because we have accepted the idea that this is the system, this is something that we have in front of us, and this is something that we must desire in order to have X, Y, and Z things in our life, but what if we explore this concept, and a lot of people are exploring this concept, and they're using it, a lot of hustlers are using this new way of gaining money, they're not establishing their businesses, but they're using this method where they see the money in a different light. They don't see it as in terms of, I need money. They see it as, what do I really want in terms of my energy? What do I really want in my life? Where do I really want to be? And when you imagine all of these things, there are many things that you desire. Money has nothing to do with any of those things. You desire to be in good health. You desire to have a good life. You desire to have people in your life. You desire to build your reputation. You desire to serve your purpose. You desire to have material things as well. But if your focus becomes, your, your focus point is money, then you're not thinking about all the other stuff. So it's almost like a brainwashing that this whole system has done, that they have put all the weight on the money. So if we attain this money, then we can have everything else. But that is far from the truth. Because if you don't have good health, what are you going to do with money? There's nothing you can do with money. Maybe you can uh, get a good doctor. Maybe you can get better medicine. But your desire from the inside would be to get better, to get well, to be able to walk again, to be able to smell the air and do the things that you once did. So our desires change as time goes by. Our desires also change. But this concept that we have been given, that we have to make money in this form, in this way, and we must desire to have money. That has to be looked upon from the point, different point of view, from the other side, where why is it there? That question has to be there. And the reason why I'm mentioning that, because if we don't question the current status and concept of money, then we won't understand why is it that we need it? Why is it that we're desiring it? We desire the things more than we desire money. So, everything has energy. Everything has vibration. And even money has vibration. So, people have energy. Places have energies. Our thoughts have energy. And our feelings have energy of their own. So, if we look at it from that point of view, that everything is energy and money has a sense of vibration. Then we have to consider what's the relationship that I have with money? What's the relationship do I have with the desires that I have? What's the relationship to abundance? What is my state of being? What is my state of mind? So many things come to mind. It's not as simple as I want money. But why is it this way? Because the concept have been sold in society that if you have money, you can get every single thing which is a false concept.
0: Yes, I absolutely agree with you. And it's interesting that um, in my life and certainly in my time on Clubhouse, people are actually speaking about money for the first time, where as a South African, my background is you don't talk about money. In, In other words, there's almost a notion of let's call it evil, in discussing money. And uh, what I want to ask you, Huma, in in your professional opinion and in dealing with, with your clients, I can imagine that money is a very big component of what people need to work through. What are some of the techniques and processes that you go through with people to shift or to unblock a mindset of viewing as the, the be-all and the end-all of what happiness or what success is and shift them to a point of view of saying, yes, money is a component of it, but it's not all of it. How do you take people through that process of unblocking unblo- those paradigms?
1: So we have to go back in time and realize why the value that's given to money is there. What What is the meaning of that? Why is money so important? How was it working in history? How do we exchange the goods for money? Because if you look at the pattern, you can go back in time and you you can look at the crops, you can look at the economy, you can look at how the things are being exchanged. You either have goods that you provide to the uh, public and to people and you get money in exchange. You have talents that you utilize and then you get money in exchange. You have skills that you develop. Either you go to college or you develop some skills or some skills are passed on to you and you earn money in return. In my case, when I was a teenager, I was my own product. So I was modeling. And because I was modeling and doing beauty pageantry, I had to prepare my product, take care of myself, my skin, all the training that I had. And then I was utilizing this to get money. So we have different ways of getting money in exchange for the services that we we provide. Some people sell potatoes and they get money. Some people are growing tomatoes. They have farms and they get money and they get a lot of money for it. So this is a system that has been designed to have something to exchange with. So the whole language that is going on right now, the reason why I'm so focused on the language right now is because if you don't learn what's happening as we speak, because money is giving a lot of value, if, if we don't learn what is happening, then we can't really undo what is happening. And then we can't really apply the new concept. And for the new concept, we have to keep an open mind. Meaning that we have to think from a different perspective. What if there was no money? Because it's a really silly design. There's someone designed that you grow the potatoes, you put in your hard work, and then I will come and I'll give you some paper. If you really think about it, that's what it is. You grow the potatoes and I will give you the paper, or I will give you a plastic card, or I will assign you certain numbers So in the future, when we go toward having no money, when the system will end the money and they will end the credit cards, then we will have scores. We will have numbers. So it's really a numbers game. So I work really hard. I grow the potatoes and I sell them. And it took, I had to spend my time. I had to make sure that everything goes well. Same thing with my skills. I had to get education. I have to make sure that my skills are sharp. And then I go into society. And then in exchange, I get the paper or plastic or scores. So once we learn this concept, then it will be easy to undo the concept and think of it from a different point of view, that it's always my hard work, it's always my skills, and it's always the service that I'm providing. And in exchange, I am being rewarded through money. And then I have the capacity to go out there and buy things from it. The reason why I keep repeating this stuff is because this stuff is not realized. These things are not realized. They are looked upon but not realized. So the reason why we need to realize it is because we need to really see the truth behind it. And the truth is that I am capable of inviting abundance into my life. I am capable of desiring things. And whatever I desire, I attract. So there's laws behind it. There's law of attraction. I think a lot of people are familiar with it. There's a law of abundance. There's a law of magnetism. So I can attract things to myself. I can attract the abundance to myself. But before we go to abundance, we have to see what where money falls into abundance. So the money allows me to buy abundance. This is the concept that's that's out there, that if I have money, I can have abundance. Now, let's look at the abundance. What is abundance? That I'm blessed in many ways. My health is good. I'm thriving in life. I have uh, people who care about me. I have good relationships. I'm serving my purpose in life. I have everything that I need. So I'm in abundance of things. How is money buying me this? It's it's stopping me from going into suffering, going into survival. So therefore, I'm able to tune into this abundance. Because abundance doesn't come from money. If we can separate that abundance and money are separate things. Just because you have money doesn't mean that you have abundance. You can have money and you lose your health. Where is the abundance? You can have everything that you desire. But you're too tired or too old or too broken to experience those pleasures. So how does abundance work? That's the real question. So once we look at the money in the right way, then we realize that we need much more than money. We need to really focus on the energy that's behind it. And there's also a relationship to money that we have and we establish this relationship very early on. We can look at the money from different perspectives. We can look at it and lust after it, that, oh my God, money, and I can get this now, I can get that now. We're really lusting after it. We're really wanting it, desiring it. Or we can look at it as, I need money to survive, and here's the money, and here I bought these things. Now it's time to move on. So we have a unhealthy way of looking at money and we also have a healthy way of looking at money healthy way of looking at money is to really see it for what it is and also you have the skills and because you perform and you because you are capable of using your skills the money is the outcome of it so you're not lusting after it you're not needy because needy um, energy is more of a desperate energy would actually would uh, prevent the money from coming to you. So you're not needy, but you desire to be thriving at a higher level. You desire to use and utilize your skills. You desire to multiply your skills and your capacity in life. So when you're coming from that mindset, which is a positive mindset, you actually are in a state of being rich, So you have abundance already because you have skills, you have talent, you have the product to offer to the world. In exchange, even though you get the money, you're not so focused on the money, you really use it for what it is. But when you cling to money, when we have so much crime because of money, we have this mindset that um, people become so desperate to do things for money. So we have both sides. We have good and evil that is attached to money. So the healthy relationship with money is very important. And we establish that based on our circumstances, where we're coming from, and where is it that we want to. I need things in my life, so I'm willing to do X, Y, and Z. But to have a healthy attitude toward money is going to come from your services, your education, your skills. And your focus is on those skills and those services and not on getting the money. So I hope this answers your question because I'm going into more different details because I have so much to say about this subject.
0: It's answered my question beautifully. And it's, in fact, you've answered my subsequent questions. So I'm going to ask you one more question and I know that you are extremely passionate about spreading the concept that you've gone through around abundance in relation to peace and how do you experience peace in your
1: life That's a very good question, a very powerful question, because peace is a state of mind. Peace is when I feel fulfilled in my life and I feel fulfilled with my purpose and my surrounding, because if I'm in the middle of chaos, regardless of how much peace I have, I'm not going to be happy because there is chaos around me. And as we know, we experienced this in 2020. No matter how peaceful I was, there was chaos outside. So the external factors cannot be eliminated. What happens to us on the outside really matters, and it affects us. But how do I maintain my peaceful state of mind is by realizing that at the core of this being, I am the one who has to maintain the peace. I am the one who has to realize the concepts and really deeply understand life, that life is a struggle, but I have always been able to overcome this struggle and I can find peace and uh, peace to me comes from God. It is my connection to God because the supreme power, God, energy, everything that you want to call God is at the core of my being. So I'm in peace when I'm connected to God. And because of the energy that I display because of it, my security comes from that. My security will not come from, you know, how I can have so much money that I will have peace. Because money doesn't guarantee the peace. So abundance has a very deep definition. Abundance means being abundant in health, which is an amazing thing to have. You can be uh, you can be young, you can be old, you can be any age. There's children who are not, who suffer from cancer and who have diseases. So abundance is having that health and then being grateful for that health. And also having the people who love and care about you. That's also abundance. Because those people will be there to care for you, to wish you well, to wish you goodbye, to, to be there when you really need them. And of course the energy that you create, the knowledge that you have, the blessings that you have. The universe that we live in is so beautiful. Being able to connect and understand this universe and walk peacefully. This is all abundance and it doesn't come from money. I'm not saying that money is a bad thing, but when I'm in the state of mind, state of abundance, this is when I'm attracting good things to me. This is when I'm attracting the smiles of people This is when I'm attracting the goodness of life. This is when I'm really easing my way through life. So other people see this behavior and they calm down and they join. They can argue with me as well. But when they see this behavior and the commitment that you have to peace, people join you because people learn from expression. People learn from behavior more than what you say to them. So when I display this behavior of peace, Because I am connected to the divine power. Then I'm walking with the confidence. I could have five dollars in my pocket. But the confidence that I have. Is that this world. This universe. Is full of abundance. And I am a piece of that abundance. And I cannot be ignored. I am a piece of that. And oneness tells me. That this whole thing is complete. With me in it. I'm not separated from this whole piece of pie. So when you have the concept of oneness, when you have the divine in your heart, when you have the connection, you are connected to abundance. Now how can I mess up this abundance? By being separated? By being too greedy? By wanting too much of that piece of pie? By thinking that my journey is alone? None of that stuff is true. When we really examine when you can look into quantum physics how things are really connected together how atoms are connected together how they behave and respond to one another so the movement of atom when we see our universe from that point of view we come from the abundance place now the question is what am i going to offer the world and how am i going to be rewarded maybe i will get the money Maybe I will get the land. Maybe I will get the recognition. Maybe I will get to write the book. And then in in exchange, I'm a millionaire. The way the money comes to us is not always because we need it, we want it, or we're running after it. It's really a state of being abundance and it's an abundance mindset. I think I've said more than enough about the abundance mindset. There is a core belief system that we have. As a core belief coach, there's one sentence that you apply towards your life. And that is your belief about yourself and about life. And we are driven by that belief system to attain money and to attain abundance in our life. So we have to be mindful of what that core belief is. When I'm needy and I'm desperate and I'm in survival, I cannot be in the space of abundance giving something. Because when you give in abundance you receive and automatically money comes to you and also the numbers game that we have we can set the numbers in our mind and attract those numbers so you can have either a hundred dollar mindset a thousand dollar mindset or a million dollar mindset that depends on how much money you are desiring how much money you are expecting, and how much money do you believe that you deserve. So if you believe that you only deserve 100, you will get 100. And if you want to increase that, you have to change to thousands. And when you believe that you can get thousands, you have to change to 1 million. So I can give you a simple example that I'm going to write a book. And I know that the probability is that I can sell those books for 1 million copies and I will get at least $1 each. So I'm already a millionaire in my mindset. This is the power of mindset. So I just wanted to mention that. Thank you so much for inviting me, Stanley. And it has been a wonderful session. I've learned a lot from your questions as well.
0: Thank you so much, Huma, and such wisdom and insight and value. It's
1: really wonderful the work that you're doing, Dr. Marina, and this whole uh, summit that you have started and um, the work that you're doing is amazing. So keep up the good work. I really, truly admire this Rich Woman project.
0: Thank you, Huma. That has been such a succinct and very clear message that you've got across to us. Huma, I see that people can contact you at humalara at gmail.com and on Twitter at Lara huma. And Haha one on
1: Instagram. You can always reach me on the back channel. That's the easiest way to do
0: it. I want to thank you, Huma, for being my guest on Rich Women Real Estate Podcast. I'm very grateful to our listeners. And if you enjoyed this, I would invite you to share and listen to Huma's podcast at richwomen.co and also... Follow us at Clubhouse, at rich woman magazine club.
2: This episode is sponsored by MTN Press. MTN Press is the publishing house behind niche publications like Rich Woman, Sovereign, and the Quantum of Light magazines, all British brands with a global reach. They deliver the good news straight to the desk of decision makers, the CEOs, presidents, CFOs, consultants, investors, influencers, bankers, PR agencies, heads of global operation to name just a few. They also offer specialized support through a range of bespoke services, tools, and systems to help publishers like you grow both their presence and business. Whether you are running a blog, a niche magazine or thinking to start one the expert knowledge in the world of publishing can give you the tools and the expertise and the confidence you need to succeed check them out at mtnpress.co.uk or follow the link in the episode description